Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello. Hello. It's some day of the week. You know, okay. You always say that and I always tell you what because I'm super literal. But um, I made this thing because Jackson's learning the days of the week. So I'm literally like a full-on daycare. We have this thing where we pick the weather. We look out the window. And we have the days of the week on the window, too, that we go through every day. He thinks every day is Monday, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) He picked, like, the worst day. (laughs) Yeah, I'm keeping track uh, for him. It's like, like, I don't know if it's for him or for me, but we're doing it. (laughs) I love it. So cute. I am so excited. So I want to talk about (laughs) Molly. I want to talk about Molly so much. Okay. (laughs) So I don't want to talk about her. So, so you the, go first. The first thing I I want to go through this as freaking slowly as I can. But the first thing is she, there was one more flashback. I was dying because I put it in the notes. <laughs> I didn't even know if that would be noteworthy on your end. But yeah, I was like one more flashback. Yes. Okay. So overall, when she goes in to like talk to her sisters, um, I didn't love the exaggerated attitude that's remained about Brando between like Christina and Sam like that's why I find it hilarious because it's like a little extra than what we're used to seeing from these guys right and I know they recorded this way in advance but it feels like everybody's a little like quarantine syndrome like everybody's a little dramatic like I don't know what is happening but especially a little bit later on which we can touch on with Sam and Brando scene like let's touch Molly well not let's touch Molly Brando did that already (laughs) But <laughs> before we get to how she lost her damn mind, so this is what I thought initially with the girls at Charlie's, okay? So at first when I watched the whole thing, and I, because the thing is, like, Molly's going through this crisis, right? And I just kind of thought to myself, your sisters suck. Yep. Like, day, day <laughs> one of this whole thing, like, neither of them were helpful. And I was just like, wow, like, you know, Molly has really been there for them. For some really crazy stuff. Like, you know, when Sam thought Jason died and came back from the dead twice, you know? And when Christina was in a cult, like, Molly was there for them. And I just found neither of them were able to connect with Molly and give her what she needed in any capacity. Until maybe, like, day two from Christina. But I was just like, wow, that totally, totally sucks. That they didn't oh, understand her guilt. No. And it was such a simple, not a simple thing that happened to her, but like like you're saying, in comparison, they went through these huge things. Molly did something somewhat closer to the normal side of life. Yes. <laughs> and yes, they're just staring at her. Sam's overreacting. Christina's saying Christina things. It was, it was yes! very odd. Like, I love Christina, but I was like, did you need to go full-blown Christina, like, right away when Molly kind of started talking about all this? But I was dying, because initially when she, like, told them her news about the whole domestic partnership thing, <laughs> I was like, this is so ridiculous. And their non-reactions, to me, was everything. Oh, my God. But I love that she had, they asked for the definition. Because <laughs> like, I when, needed it, too. <laughs> but, yes. But once she explained it. I was like, wow, I use the term partner, but after I heard all of that, I'm like, I don't think I'm going to use it again. Like, she ruined it for me. She totally <laughs> ruined it for me. She did. <laughs> wow. Okay. So also in that whole thing, when they brought up, like, TJ at the start of the whole thing about, like, why did this happen to him? And then Sam walks off. I just love it. Like, it was so, like, written on her face, like, I know something you don't know. Like, she walked <laughs> off 
to have a videographic memory just to be like, I know what happened. And then walks walks back and I'm just like, you're not hiding this well at all. Well, let's take it back for a second because (laughs) that last scene when Brando was looking into the window and Molly like, you were talking to my sisters? I thought he was going to have a heart attack. I know. (laughs) And thank God she did explain it to him and he looked quite relieved that that was killing me, that scene. Yeah, glad that he feels a little uh, calmer, I guess. guess. Now that he knows he didn't (laughs) sleep with a relative. I think that would give anybody relief, really. (laughs) Right? Yeah. We can all use some good news. (laughs) Nowadays. Okay, I, I don't know if I can hold it in any longer, but can we, like, jump to the fact that, like, Sam felt the need to, like, go get the car? Also, Molly is not a great secret keeper, because didn't she not want to tell them who it was? They exactly. figured it out, right? Because I don't even think she said it was Brando. I just kind of remember Christina just sort of being like, okay, so you slept with your mechanic. Because, like, who goes on and on about their mechanic? Exactly. Because, well, Christina was trying to, you saw her piecing everything together she's yeah like, oh yeah nice guy so you met a nice guy and then yeah she just jumped to the conclusion <laughs> that she's like yes yes it was brando <laughs> yeah that's, that's what i thought happened because i don't recall her like actually like like saying the words but, but like when molly was like i don't want to see him again i mean i can understand a lot of that stemming from her guilt but let's let's kind of like not jump to conclusions here. Her saying she doesn't want to see him doesn't mean that like she hates the guy or that he did anything wrong. She just feels super guilty. Like, are they not paying attention? And then Sam feels the need to vilify the guy even more because of a comment he made about a cult that let's like rem- like let's remind Sam. Isn't that not what you all thought of Christina? Before we get into Sam's crazy, what I thought was really interesting about the whole Brando situation because you brought up like they're not understanding that. Molly doesn't hate him. She just like feels all her, feeling her feelings, really. Yeah. But I like I like what Christina did after Sam left. Like Sam yes. took some of that energy away, and Christina took a second to ask, like, okay, so did you sleep with Brando because of TJ? Like she asked her some really really good questions. And in the end, what I thought was very very interesting is that Molly said we clicked. He made me yeah. laugh or made me comfortable. But yeah. the point she was saying was just like a normal guy thing. She literally she didn't just pick a guy and sleep with him. They clicked. There was something above and beyond that, like, cute little magical thing that happens is the reason why. Because she is not the type to just pick anyone. That's very true what you just said. And I did pick up on that because that's the thing. Christina, like you said, did shine once Sam left and was actually kind of acting like a sister and getting a little closer to giving Molly what she needed. She needed to freaking talk through stuff. So basically, she can kind of not feel bad. And not tell TJ. You know what I mean? Like, that was the whole point. Help me get rid of my guilt. (laughs) And yes, I love the question she asked. But yeah, I guess that kind of struck me too. Do you feel that, like, Christina should have called her on it? Or you think Christina normally would have? I think it was a good move, though, on Christina's behalf to not call her on it. Because she's not ready yet. Oh, that's true. Because she's about to enter a domestic partnership. (laughs) Apply for one. Apply for one. Or whatever. Um, Yeah, so I love their whole talk. And I have to say... I enjoyed what happened before that. So when they were sitting at the table and Christina was all like, well, you know, now you know what's out there. Like, <laughs> and I, so I, I know I'm doing this a little early, but I often forget by the time we get to it. But my favorite line is, so you think I sampled him like a freebie at the market? Oh my God, I was killing myself. It was I, ridiculous. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Okay, so are we ready to talk about Sam's Crazy now? 
Oh my god. Okay, you go first. Okay, so let's talk about TJ because he was there when Sam was there. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like to be honest, when I was watching my TV, I was in shock <laughs> that they actually let this okay. line play out because I okay, thought no, it was no, no, no. It's my favorite line. You can't say it. Okay, go, say go, it. go, 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 go. Do it, do it. Not only did he take care of Molly, but he gave her a special deal. <laughs> I was like, can I get that special deal? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I know you were 100%. I'm just <laughs> jumping in there too. I like couldn't believe that. And then like Sam has this attitude look like, yeah, you did. But I'm just like, again, mutual, mutual. Like she's acting like Brando did this. You know what I mean? Like he came to town. He's like, where's Molly? I planned this all. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I, okay, so she's mad, she's annoyed, yet they have commonality because she knows bikes. He took off her shirt, she slowed down, and then continued being mad. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was just a lot. Her overall loudness, okay, toward Brando. A lot of what I was hearing was, oh, I'm sexually frustrated. <laughs> I'm not allowed to date Jason right now. Like, that's a lot of what the vibes I was getting. Oh. But in terms of, like, being Brando and, like, the, the fact that she was saying what she was saying, like, I thought it was super gross, like, when he was like, hey, it's none of your business. And she's like, um, it is my business because you slept with my sister. And I'm like, ew, what? That's your criteria for what constitutes your business? Are you for real right now? And it's one thing to be like, so at first I was giving her the benefit of the doubt. Like immediately I was like, what are you doing, Sam? Like out of line. But then when she kind of said like, you have a lot of baggage and Mm -hmm. she was saying some stuff. So I was like, okay, maybe she is correct. And she's well within her big sister rights. But then she kind of like flew off the handle and I was like, nope, you're back in crazy town. And like, she wouldn't stop pressuring him like was he not giving her the answers that she needed like he's saying no we're cool like I talked to Molly like I'm not gonna say anything and she was hounding and hounding him and hounding him like to me I would be super annoyed if I was Brando it's like I thought I slept with a grown-ass woman like excuse Mm -hmm. me why am I talking to you like why am I dealing with an intermediary and I loved it when he called her on the fact that like Molly doesn't know you're here doesn't she and like also kind of exhibiting that he gets a sense of who she is yes and then when he called her out and said like I know what's going on with you and Jason you're on parole like he was very perceptive I love that when he brought up Jason like is this about Jason they cut to commercial so like I didn't know what was gonna happen next I didn't know how he knew that (laughs) but I just kept thinking this guy took a deep dive into Lucy's book he's done his homework he knows what's up like I thought it was hilarious (laughs) that he was able to like put that together and obviously like rattle her a little bit more because she likes to be like I'm in the know I know about you but the fact that he knew something personal about her as well understood where her frustration was coming from because at one point I was like you're pushing this way too far like she physically grabbed him Mm -hmm. I'm not done and I'm like oh my gosh like what more do you have to say like you're ranting and raving like a lunatic and then at one point when she kind of sort of threatened him saying like if you try anything there's gonna be a world of trouble for you and then in my head I'm like you mean like Shiloh, the slowest and worst takedown in history? A takedown that took her down? Like, she's not <laughs> good at that. You know what I mean? Like, she's not, like, what world of trouble are you going to cause for this guy? Well, it's really funny because it just, everything you said at the beginning makes me, how do you say, like, use my videographic memory and review the scene. Because 
It sounds like she's talking to a toddler when she says like that. It sounds like she's stomping her feet. Yes, you she said, is. you know, like she's sexually frustrated, which makes the scene with him taking his shirt off and changing even funnier now because she was leaving and she turned back and she watched him change, then kind of paused, proceeded to yell at him and then left. <laughs> but it's just like, it really took me back to everything you had said. Like you talked about, their animosity and I think that's something we talk about a lot this idea that when you have like an excessive amount of conflict like some people in soap operas are adversaries right yes but then there's a level of conflict that's not really adversarial it's like it's like the adversarialness precludes a connection siblings people who don't know their siblings people who don't know that they're parent and child people that are about to sleep together like there's you know what I mean like it, it was I just kept thinking a lot about what you said because you mentioned that, that they're going to have a lot in common and a lot of that tension and some form of connection between Sam and Brando. It's super gross because he already slept with Molly and it's clear she's not really over any of that. And I honestly thought when Sam left that she was just going to sleep with him, but she didn't. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Super sad. Uh, But yeah, like the whole Sam thing, like when she left and walked out, like the way she would look at him, the way she was huffing and puffing, like her, her extraness and all of it, like the way she, like I've never ever seen Sam behave this way I'm like if this is not foreplay between these two like I just don't know what is and it's really hard for me to believe like as gross as it as it is that he's coming to the picture because he slept with Molly and these mm-hmm. two clearly have a connection I still find it really difficult to believe that nothing is going on or going to happen between Sam and Brando as well I know. It's like, maybe you don't get close. Maybe it's going to click something within her. But, like, I, I just, I don't want them to sleep together, but I know there's going to be trouble. Not to, like, defend that, because, of course, it's super weird. It's just, it feels weird now. But I'm kind of curious, what are they going to do to make it less weird and make us into it? Because I feel like that's what they're going to do. They're going to hmm. create a story where we might be into one or the other. Because if something happens between him and Sam... I mean, look, yeah. sla- Sam slept with Molly's dad. Right, right, right. And Christina's dad. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Joss's dad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm just naming people's dads. Whatever. She has people whoever she wants. But I just mean, like, these awkward things have happened. And she's right. still Alexis's daughter. And that's the thing. I think at the time, Alexis was sort of even dealing with Rick. Oh. Why can't Sam strike again? <laughs> <laughs> well, she better do something soon because she's getting very annoying with this attitude. She needs to I get know. some. <laughs> I know. I know. It was really bad, but like I was so into it. Like I was like glued to the TV. So going back to TJ for a sec. So that scene that, that was your favorite, like, again, I rewound that because I'm like, this is crazy good. Like, did they really <laughs> just make this poor guy like this? <laughs> so bad? And like, it just continued to be funny. Cause like I said, I was a little disappointed in Sam and Christina with the way that they were responding to Molly. But then like by day two, it was a lot better. Christina was saying things that were actually helpful. Like you pointed out. And so when TJ comes in, it was like, Oh no, Christina's being helpful. And then she like steps in a little bit. And then TJ's like, tell me what, like he catches them. Mm-hmm. And then he's all like, is Molly acting weird? Like there were so many funny things there. Like when he was concerned about Molly acting odd 
And uh, he goes, since I've been back, and I like how Chrissy had to point out for him, since you've been back from a kidnapping, you were kidnapped, you weren't just like right? away. <laughs> it was just like, you know what I mean? Like he's completely neglecting his own experience. And he this is what's going to make it worse for Molly because yep. he's laying it on thick. He's really putting him, himself aside, his experience aside, and really just being like, oh man, like look what I put her through. That must have been really hard for you. I'm so sorry. And he keeps apologizing. Yes. And he's bending. He's like, forget it. I don't want to get married. I want to, like, do whatever you want to do. Let's be domestic partners. You know what I mean? Like, they just keep... He's, like, really laying on thick. And I was just dying of laughter because they were talking about how hard it was for Molly. And she was like, I was such a mess. Mm-hmm. Christina's in the, the background saying... Was she ever? And just like her, <laughs> you know, like TJ asked, like, is there something going on? Because it's like Christina was just being super freaking hilarious about the whole thing. Oh my god, but I love it. Like, but just talk about TJ. Like, take it back to the mechanics again. And when he was staring at the invoice in my head, he's like, did he write, you know, Brando plus Molly on the invoice? Yes, and he forgot. <laughs> yeah, because when he said that, I'm like, what could be on the invoice that could, like, do? Because the whole time, it was just, like, I was holding my breath, but it was a lot of, like, I mean, what could really happen in that interaction to find out? I mean, even when Brando kind of said, like, yeah, like, I'm glad you're okay. It was like, okay, well, we know there's an easy explanation to that. Like, it's not that dramatic. Like, he bumped into Molly at Charlie's. But I guess the part that is a little bizarre is the fact that, like, Brando knew who TJ was and had zero problem with some guy walking in and taking Molly's car I know. <laughs> without checking to verify. He's like, oh, you want to take this girl's car? Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Bye. I love that TJ was like, you're not going to check for my ID. He's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. You have the same address. I'm good. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I know where you live. Shit, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> you have this wallpaper in your bedroom. <laughs> I oh, used no. a robe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh god. We're so glad he didn't suffer from any type of like accidental sexy blurt outs of what happened between <laughs> like him and Molly. <laughs> oh, that's but, awesome. But even, Brand- that. but even Brando, like when he went to Carly and, and he kind of mentioned that he, you know, his client was Molly because he's only had like, I guess, two clients since he's been to Port Charles. And then Carlos like, oh, did you give her a discount? And then it's like Brando <laughs> took off into a videographic memory. So he'll be gone a while. Um, <laughs> so it's like, that is I, that a yes or a no? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was so funny because like nothing really came of it. You know, like Carly didn't really call him on anything. It was just this awkwardness of like, cool, so you saw Molly. Like, it was just, like, that's all it ended up being, just an awkward scene that was super amusing to me. I loved it. I loved uh-huh. it. That was super funny. Okay, so I have a comment about Brando. So, mm-hmm. Lala Tay Babin, we were having a conversation and this is what she mentioned to me. And I don't think we've talked about this, like, this possibility at all. Mm-hmm. So, she's asking, is, is Brando Cyrus Renault's son? And Molly's now pregnant. I really want to believe that Molly's pregnant because I think it would make for such great soap opera drama. It would be hilarious because she can't pass it off like some of the other stories in the past. So um, <laughs> I think that I like the idea. Like it can go so far because, you know, Molly wants to lead this normal life. Alexis got impregnated by Sunny. She got impregnated by Julian. Like, there's like this whole mom. It's, it's super weird about you talking about it that way. She got impregnated. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Where, where are we going with this? <laughs> they are actually aliens. <laughs> I did not expect that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um... Use normal terms. <laughs> she got pregnant. I... She, got she had a baby with... Like, with some mom people. And like for Molly to be the the good one, quote unquote, mm-hmm. the normal one, mm-hmm. and for Molly to face the same situation that Alexis did, being like the normal good one, is like seriously mind blowing. Like I'd love to see how messed up that would make Molly and Alexis. He's not a bad guy. Like you, no. so you 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 say this will make her messed up because it's messy. Yes, because okay. <laughs> for, for the fact that like exactly that it, because Molly is very black and white. Like she wanted. There's no real room for negotiation. She didn't want to get married, so TJ had to bend. Brandon's a good guy, but his dad's in the mob. Like, where does that leave? Wait, her so and you her think he's about... so you so you think he's Cyrus's son? Let's say we're going with this scenario. Okay, okay, I'm like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm with you now. I'm just, I'm just playing it out, playing it out. I got a big imagination. Okay, okay, I'm here for it. Let's go. And she's like, you know, all of a sudden she has this baby. You know, she figures out that, you know, Cyrus is his dad. What does she do? Does she tell Brando? Does she not tell Brando? Is she in love with Brando at this point, but doesn't know what to do with the whole situation? Like, it's a major mind F for Molly. Yeah, that'd be pretty complicated. Like, definitely more complicated than right now. And she's freaking out now. So <laughs> Exactly. That's what will make it so awesome. So I feel like you desperately want Brando to be Cyrus's son because i just think it could go in so many different directions like so many things can play out like i know we're toying with the idea of potentially you know sasha being his daughter when she was with michael how how could that guy hook up with gladys (laughs) i'm gonna assume (laughs) she she wasn't so like cranky ages ago but maybe that's not his real mother (laughs) like it's that impossible to have impregnated gladys (laughs) that we're throwing it at his mother okay Okay. <laughs> she was annoying when she lived. <laughs> she was so annoying. <laughs> they like oh. got rid of her. Like Brando's here, and bye bye Gladys. To never be seen that. again. Uh, okay, so but what do you feel about this whole situation of you know putting Brando in that position of Cyrus being his dad? Well, he doesn't have a dad so far, so that that space is open. <laughs> And oh. since Cyrus just came into town, yes. position filled. Like, it's okay, really I, like that. Know how it works? I think that's how it is. But you know what I just thought about as you were talking? The whole Dante Sunny situation. Dante is a cop. Okay. He wanted to take down Sunny. And we yeah. kind of toted the idea, too, of Brando being undercover. Right. All of a sudden, he wants to stay. Sunny's like, you have the freedom, which I don't even understand. We'll get to in a second. You can stay or you can go. He decides to stay. Yeah, I was so confused. I'm like, so then why was he being forced to stay? I didn't even, when I was watching that. And so Sunny thinks everyone's safe. So that's like a whole other thing. So you think that Brando could be possibly trying to take Cyrus down? Yes. That's another like option that I think hmm. would be really interesting to see how it plays out. Sasha also has no parents. Maybe Brando is exactly. Sasha's brother. Because we don't even know. Like, Sasha doesn't really have a backstory. I'm just saying that for fun. Wouldn't it be hilarious if that happened? I mean, yeah, it would be. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so look. You know, like, soap opera logic dictates that Cyrus is probably his dad. Because how many times have they, like, 
um, pushed Cyrus and said, what's his personal connections? You know what I mean? Because he, he mm-hmm. that's his MO. That's how he attacks other people is finding out what's personal to you, attacking people that are close in your life. And so that's what they're looking for. You know, like Lulu was like, what brings you here? What's making you stay? Tell me about your personal life. And he doesn't really want to talk about it. So, I mean, there could definitely be something to it. I agree. So speaking of Cyrus, we finally have a continuation of this bizarre interview. Not mm-hmm. interview, forget it. Bizarre Lulu, okay? Because, <laughs> because as I'm watching this thing, this girl could not be peppier and happier to be sitting across from this guy and getting this interview that I was just like, what is happening? And then as soon as Laura came, we saw that Lulu seemed confused, which definitely mm. confirmed to me that she had zero idea of what was going on and like, you're telling me you don't know that that's the guy who shot your mom? Like, what? Like, Nicholas knows this. Right? It was so weird. And even at the end of that conversation, when Laura turns to Ambula and said to her something like, um, didn't it sound like he was threatening me? Cyrus is so bold. Like, it always takes me aback, his tone, his demeanor, mm-hmm. the way he looks at people, and that he was trying to throw money at Laura. Like, he's he yes. got her shot, and he's trying to offer her money by her politically and I loved her response and how strong she was you can see that when he walked away she was completely freaked out but I just there's it's so he's so good at playing this like disturbed person I love it yeah he's really creepy and I think look they have not told a mob story in a really long time and I just think this is such an interesting way to do it because it it really does set it apart from all of the other scenarios we've ever really seen I agree it's it's intense like even when they go to the pier well, Sonny finally decides he wants to have the meeting, and I am shocked that Cyrus agrees to go. And And he's just so calm, and yes, he has the sniper. I'm just confused as to what Sonny's plan actually is and what he's actually believing. Apparently his plan, like, that's the thing. Like, at the start of that meeting, I kind of was like, okay, Sonny has not forgotten how to mob. He's kind of looking like he's in power a little bit in this interaction here Mm -hmm. but it just feels like you can't win against somebody like Cyrus unless you're willing to be a little more on the ruthless side like the fact that he showed up there with a sniper we know he wants to take Jason down and it's like Sunny's plan seems to be like okay so we'll just let him feel comfortable and then attack him but that's also Cyrus's plan yes Yes. I was like, like, this is bizarre. It really confused me because at the end of that conversation when they shook hands, I, I wasn't really sure what happened. <laughs> when he goes and calls Devin, which I was super excited to see, and Joss, yeah. and, and tell them that everything's okay, I thought Sonny was being really naive. Does he really think that Cyrus is going to lay low and not go after his family? Like, he just basically told them, resume normal life. It's It's... It was mind-blowing. Yeah, I was a little taken aback when I saw him say that. Like, in a sense, Cyrus, I guess, won't attack his family openly, but we know he's going after Jason. Like, it's really weird. It's just that the thing is, this is not a regular mob situation. Like, if this was Mm -hmm. just anybody else, then yeah, maybe you could rest assured they wouldn't go after the kids for the time being. Like, the kids would be off the table with this whole thing. But it's just with Cyrus, I agree with you. Like, I don't know if I would really trust anything that he says. Again, he had a sniper at the meeting. And you wouldn't have known that if Jason hadn't pointed it out. And the fact that you guys showed up thinking, we can take this, and you had nothing else? <laughs> Awful. Awful. Like, I'm scared. Like, I feel, And be, because Cyrus goes back to the uh, Metro Court so often... I remember I mentioned a while back, like, it's been a really long time since they had, like, a hostage situation or one of these, like, really volatile 
um, you know, multiple people from different kind of families bringing poor trials together type situation. Like, why does it keep going back? It's just like, it keeps making me think that something is going to happen there. And yes, the kids unfortunately will be involved. Well, I definitely think that now that you're saying it, that, that we might have <laughs> like a big, oh, they mentioned the nurse's ball today. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Hmm. So you might be totally right about that, but I just think it's insane that you've been kicked out of there how many times and you keep going back. Right? Like that alone should kind of show, like, I don't know, in Mobland, is that not a sign of disrespect? You keep showing up to my wife's establishment and I'm saying establishment because it sounds more (laughs) mobby. Exactly. (laughs) You might as well go and eat at Sunny's restaurant, like the Italian restaurant. The one that like no one actually works at. Right. <laughs> Can I make a reservation? Um, okay, by the way, that you bring that up. So last Friday, that was the Flashback Friday. It was that Sunny-centric yeah. episode with Dante. It was so good to see him. Such a reminder of even Sam. Like, Sam, him, like, they're all such good actors. You know what I mean? Because they totally, like, embodied completely different characters. But in that flashback, I thought mm-hmm. it was so interesting that in the scene where they arrest Ava and Julian... Mm-hmm. And Julian goes, oh, the evidence is, like, fake. It's fabricated. The Jordan's line was something like, I would know uh, fabricated evidence if I saw it. Or <gasps> something like that. And I thought that was amazing. Like, obviously, like, I don't think it's connected. But it's so interesting rewatching that episode, knowing everything that's going on now. Oh, I freaking love it. No, they give nuggets on purpose. That was on purpose, and that's freaking fantastic. That was amazing. And, like, talking about Jordan, I thought this was hilarious so you know okay so tj (laughs) i have to say this because this made me laugh so much okay this made me laugh so much so jl palm 216 says this tj remembers more about a drugged kidnapping than i do about what i did five minutes ago (laughs) right i was sitting I, i work on the living room table and brandon's like is olivia in the living room and I'm like, I don't know. I'm working. I just looked up over my computer and she was sitting on the couch. <laughs> I didn't see her walk by me. To go to the couch. Oh my, but that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And he's like, I don't really remember anything. But then he like walks through every freaking detail available to the point that Matt can like narrow it all down on a map. And it's like when he walked in and presents this to Jordan, I just felt like what was going on in her head was, so we're solving crimes now. Cool, cool, cool. Like, we're going to do this. Like now, now, now we're going to start now. doing this. Exactly. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> it, it was hilarious. Like the look on her face, like when he walked in. Like, yeah. Was that, I think was my... that, was that what, what we were talking about? <laughs> I don't know what we were talking about. Because, Please like... keep that in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, that, like, that is, that's that is exactly it. And we just talked about what we meant to talk about. Okay. All right. I think my favorite part of TJ's story was his shoes had taps. <laughs> yes. That was so peculiar. And I was just like, so that's a thing? Apparently. Oh, that was awesome. That was okay. So awesome. Okay. So while we're at it, I have another comment that I think is pretty interesting because we've talked a lot about Lulu. We've talked a lot, particularly her relationship with her dad. Basically, like, 
her obsession with having a connection with him and being seen like a Spencer and being and behaving like a Spencer. Um, and so PT Moxie said this, Lulu is a terrible mom, a terrible friend, a terrible <laughs> daughter, and a terrible reporter. She is just terrible. She's a lot more like Luke than Laura. I was like, hmm? Luke was pretty self-righteous and totally self-absorbed. He just had a better sense of humor, and that's why he was more tolerable. <laughs> that's really, really funny and quite interesting and really good observation. Yeah, so then she also said this to me in our convo. Luke was pretty selfish. He always did what he wanted at the expense of everyone around him. He had the same attitude of they'll get over it. And he always acted like he was right, even when he wasn't. So I thought this was so interesting because for me, I was like, wow, the comparison between Luke and Lulu. Because remember, Maxie had brought this up. Like Maxie really just sort of laid it out. And I loved everything she had to say, her interpretation of Lulu. And mm -hmm. she's the one who brought up that, that uh, father-daughter type relationship. But yeah, this comment really kind of like was mind-blowing for me because I'm like, wow, all this time and her obsession of, like, being like her dad and being a Spencer, like, she's there. She could stop proving herself. Yeah, she can stop being annoying. You're a jerk. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, how terrible was she this week? Just to point this out, did you notice? Because last week we were talking about the fact that, like, Lulu often looks to her mom to and then sort of takes the, like, takes her mother's lead as to, like, how to be be in the world <laughs> like how to react to things <laughs> and like we saw it again with the whole Cyrus interview she's all peppy until like her mom walked in and was like wait a sec I think this guy's dangerous <laughs> even um, like when we talk we were talking about like selfishness and all that stuff and it's like even in that interaction with her mom and Cyrus you know like the mom is like oh my god was he threatening my life and then Lulu sort of like shifted the conversation to to the custody and even when her mom got shot she would go in there and kind of like unload a little bit of her problems well we also spoke to the fact that she also acts like a child even Which, though she's an adult and she has multiple kids lulu she still acts like a child like she still treats her mom as that person yes as her guide which you know is a great thing as you grow up and become an adult but exactly like what you said her mom was shot and she was complaining about her life she interviews cyrus without thinking twice what that would mean or how that would affect her mother she's taking you know Charlotte away from Valentine, not thinking about what the repercussions will be or not caring. Like she's acting like a kid who wants her way, stomping her feet without thinking above and beyond that. No, she she really is. And the backpack isn't helping. No. <laughs> the ponytail <laughs> from the back. No, it's not. And I was dying of laughter because it's like I like that Laura really stands her ground with her and tells her what she thinks and had to want because like Lulu tried to take a dig at her when they were at her house. Mm -hmm. By telling her mother, oh, when you were advocating for Valentine, I was like, how small or petty are you that you truly believe that that's what your mother was doing? Because it was her son that got shot. Like, let's just, you know what I mean? Like, Laura's son got shot. Your daughter jumped into a pool of water. Like, exactly. it's very, very different here. And it's just like, I liked a lot that kind of came out of that conversation. I liked that Laura had to stick it to her and remind her, no, I was advocating for Charlotte. And then the whole time I just kept thinking, well, Laura is her mother. Maybe she does deserve a smack. And, and <laughs> like, because I actually thought that, I thought this was even funnier because Tonito Guerriero had said, Lulu has been so frustrating these few weeks. Even Laura looked like she was about to slap her silly at one point. And I said, I kind of wish she did because honestly... I kind of wrote that down because that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm like, you're her mom. Go right ahead. You know, she's a grown up. She could take you if need be. You could slap her <laughs> because she was being 
ridiculous. And I liked what Laura also did because like, you know, Lulu, I feel was trying to take digs out on her mom. And I liked yes. that her mom was like, you're so fixated on this. Like you have to move on. And I liked that Laura kind of brought that up. Like, yes, we were angry at very big things, but we have to kind of move on because she brought up Nicholas. She goes, yes. like, you're mad at your brother for surviving. And I find that so, so interesting to, to actually see play out because of course, Laura's mad. She voiced how she felt to Nicholas, but then she sort of moved on from those feelings. You know what I mean? She knows she can't stay and live in those feelings forever. But that's what being an adult is. I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So all that. And, and the thing is, I was wondering, when is Lulu going to get the message? Because Laura had said to her, you know, Valentine is doing is putting charlotte first and then they like pan to lulu's face and she's like computing like trying to compute what this means and i'm just watching her am i a good mom would i do that probs not you know like all of this stuff and it's just like insane to me because like she doesn't like him but it she's sort of painting this picture like that the big reason for this whole custody thing is the cassandra kidnapping and I think yes. we both know that it's more about the horse than it is about <laughs> Cassandra kidnapping Charlotte. Like, the, I, and the credit card. <laughs> right? Like, I just feel like it's more about those things than an actual safety issue. Because, again, none of Lulu's actions are really about Charlotte. And I have said this in the past. Like, Charlotte is kind of grown enough that the mm -hmm. courts would ask her, would inquire about her connections and all that stuff too. You know what I mean? Like her opinion would be taken into consideration. And it's just the fact that Lulu looked past all this. Like it just sounded crazy to me. So I felt really vindicated this week that like, you know, Charlotte said what she did to Lulu. Oh, it was the best verbal slap in the face that I've ever right? seen. Right? Because mm -hmm. she doesn't seem to get it when everyone else is giving it to her. But for Charlotte to have to say this to you, like, I love him and you don't even care because it's like so obvious. And it was just like, how long did you, could, did you think you can go on doing that where Charlotte's own feelings wouldn't surface or come out or her opinion wouldn't come out? Exactly. Oh my gosh. Like, I mean, in the end she made the appropriate choice, but it takes her such a long time to get to where she needs to be. It's like painful to watch. And it's almost like she's super proud of herself for getting there too. Yeah. It's like, like a child. Look at me. I'm being a mom and I'm putting Charlotte first after she yelled at me and kind of made me. It's like, <laughs> what is going on in that head of yours? And oh gosh, I just thought the whole thing with Lulu was, I mean, it was annoying, but also hilarious and really entertaining to me. Like, because a lot of the past couple of weeks have really been showing her not great side. It was mm -hmm. super easy to like jump on that bandwagon because it's like when she kept criticizing the kidnapping at the same time, it's like, I mean, we remember that like you live in Port Charles, like the crime capital of the world and you didn't <laughs> keep your daughter at your table with you. You sent her off to the bar and she was in your eyesight, but you were chatting with Maxie a hundred percent. She's going to get kidnapped. Right. Oh my god! I'm like the whole Charlotte jumping into the water. She, you know, you can blame Nicholas all you want, but technically, if you guys were out as a family and you were paying attention, you would have been paying attention to the kids. You would have been staring at them, and and you would have overheard a little bit of their conversation. You would have said, "What are you talking about?" But like you were kind of making out with Dustin, and I right? get it. You're trying to sneak some adult time. That's totally understandable. But the point is, you can blame Nicholas, but he was not there when she jumped in the water. You were. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. Everything. Okay? 
Mm-hmm. And it's a soap opera, so I can be harsh <laughs> with her and judge the <laughs> crap out of her. Because she's not real. Uh, exactly. So that's how I feel about the whole thing. So I just thought it was hilarious because she wouldn't stop talking about how dangerous Valentine was. And it's like Charlotte, once again, under her watch, like disappeared. Yeah, it's awful. Like she's just, everything she says has like makes no sense to me. So I just try to watch and pay attention, but I don't care. Yeah. Um, and the group hug at the end? Oh, God. I was like, what is happening right now? Like, that looks so not right. Like, Valentine, <laughs> so because, because we talked about how she seems like a kid, and in that scene, Valentine looked like, these are my daughters. Right? <laughs> it, looked, it looked so, so weird. Creepy. Like, we're a family. Like, oh. <laughs> like, I'm glad for Charlotte, but my eyes, my eyes. <laughs> and, like, and it was just like, Valentine has some really touching moments with Charlotte. You know, yes. like, when he was talking to her, and, like, he literally says, loving you keeps my heart beating. I'm like, wow, that's the stuff. And Lulu's like, can I talk to Valentine for a second? And I'm like, did you just interrupt that? Like, did you just interrupt that? <laughs> like, we know she interrupted for, like, really good reasons. But I was just like, wow. Like, you have, like, no concept of timing. It's like, it's a beautiful moment, but she's got an idea. So everybody has to know. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. That's exactly her character. It's hilarious and annoying so like laura i just felt like valentine's actions you know initially were like very very noble um Mm -hmm. i mean it's different because laura saw saw him as he was making this decision and saw the emotion and the genuine genuineness that was coming off of him yes when he was talking to alexis she was more like you're just gonna abandon your kid and nina sort of had that same reaction to him and it wasn't until nina said this that i like completely died because he was like I'm not a good influence on her right Mm -hmm. and then Nina made the point of saying well why not stick around and like be a better person I loved it I I, like I wrote my interpretation of the line it was like dude just be better (laughs) and I just thought that was hilarious like I literally started laughing at this scene and I was laughing at myself because all the time I was like Oh, that's so noble. And it was just like, <laughs> wait a second. So his solution was, I'm a shitty influence on her. So screw being better. I'll just not talk to my daughter anymore. So when Nina said that, I just completely shifted and expanded the way that I thought about that. Because I thought that was really funny. Because that, would, that was also a very viable solution. Be better to be a better influence. But it Whoa. just shows how much value, <laughs> like, but it's so true, though, because, like, until you said it right now, I'm just like, yeah, and, <laughs> no, but, like, that scene was just so compelling with him speaking to Laura and him tearing up, and you're like, oh, my gosh, he's so amazing, and he's such a great dad. <laughs> yeah, like, I bought it all. <laughs> oh, my God, bought it, every single piece of it. But you know what's interesting? Like, if he does decide to, and, and I, we're obviously seeing baby steps towards him making a change. Um, he will have some evil parts to him, but I think it's going to be a battle of him being good, growing more than him being bad, which leaves an opportunity for him to be involved in his business with Lucy and developing that relationship with Lucy that we would like to see. I would like to see that. Um, one more thing about his conversation with Nina was his genuine confusion on what he should do. Because at one point, like Nina says, you need to like make your opportunities or make your chances. Because mm-hmm. he said something about feeling like he missed his chance with Charlotte or something like that. And I loved how he's like, but I thought that was the me you didn't want. Like it was hilarious <laughs> because that like confirms that he's legitimately 
taking into consideration what it means to be good and bad and yes. kind of trying not to be this guy that he was when he lost everything. So that was super interesting to see. And even Alexis's comment to him, you know, like, now that you're not my brother, I like you mm-hmm. a lot right now. And she said, who are you? <laughs> and it's just like, to me, it's just so typical. It's like, Valentin is such an interesting character because, like, I hated him at one point. Mm-hmm. wanted his downfall but I was so skeptical of what that downfall would be because he never stays down for long and exactly. yes he lost everything but as a character in the soap we couldn't hate him you know what I mean like he lost everything mm-hmm. and then he quickly quickly changed so I feel like from a likability standpoint like he bounced back pretty fast oh yeah oh my god big time he's in my good books <laughs> yeah and so like when he was having that interaction with Alexis and I know like you had suggested like maybe something could happen there this is what I was thinking. Like, it seemed very, um, like, friend-like. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and, but I kept thinking, because, like, back in the day, Alexis was very close with Nicholas, you know? But at the same time, Nicholas is her nephew. I don't really know their age difference or whatever. But, mm-hmm. I mean, he was a nephew. And I just feel like, in a sense, like, Valentine could be the adult Nicholas, you know, where she can kind of share all aspects of her life. Like, with the nephew, I would, you know, um, expect there to be limits, you know? Like, maybe not talking about her love life. Or things like that. Like, I can't really recall how much of, like, her personal stuff she used to tell Nicholas, but they were very close, obviously. So in my head, I kind of just saw that dynamic, that he's, like, her new Nicholas, even though Nicholas is back. Nobody's really interacting with him. But, yeah. Well, I like the idea of that, because I definitely like their weird relationship, their banter, um, that he was willing to listen to her. Because Finn has his own stuff going on. Like, yes, they're friends and all of that. I do like what you're saying and the idea of that relationship progressing and them not being together in a weird way. (laughs) And you know what? He's probably like, he's kind of like Finn in that way, quite direct. And that's sort Mm -hmm. of what you need. Somebody that could kind of be like, what, what are you doing? (laughs) I think Alexis needs that like 24 seven. Oh my gosh. So that could be really, really interesting. And you brought up Lucy, but there's part of this comment that I was like, I don't necessarily disagree. So Lainey Pooh, 2017 said i'm still rooting for nina to take valentine back again just sing your way into her heart as you and chad have into mine um so her comment was really cute but when i had read it i was fresh in my mind thinking about the scenes between nina and valentine and i just Mm -hmm. kept thinking to myself like if valentine continues to grow as a better person like i find it really hard to believe that there wouldn't be a chance for those two to circle back at some point i know and once again jack becomes the in the meantime guy <laughs> yes that that would make sense because yeah that kind of fits the bill because he did come down and tell alex ask alexis was that a a good move leaving them alone upstairs but that yep. would make a lot of sense because that's where he lands himself with carly with brenda and now with nina oh terrible that's a blow, <laughs> that's a blow. So, what did you think about Michael beating the tree? Super awkward. Like, I felt really bad for the tree at the end of this whole thing. Like, when it ended, I just was like, why are my feelings so hurt for the tree right now? Right? Which is weird, because her name is Willow, and she's like nature, and she's like beating the tree, (laughs) and I was confused. I didn't even think of that. Okay, is this weird? Maybe this is one of those things that I should only be telling you and not on our podcast. (laughs) But when, when Michael saw that big stick... For some reason, I was thinking, okay, so this is going to transition into Willow. And it did. I was like, why? It was so bizarre. But as soon as he looked down, it was like, oh, this stick, this big stick. I was like, Willow. 
Well, oh my god, like... that's so funny on so many levels that you don't even know. <laughs> You're gonna have to give me the cliff notes on that. <laughs> oh, my dirty mind, sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I just thought it was crazy because it's like when she went to Chase's, I was like, wow, she was all like, don't talk, like, respect my boundaries. And Chase was like, cool. And when she went to go get all of her stuff, she was behind him, like, putting herself together, like, stifling, like, I'm not going to cry. And she was like, super nice. And she walked out. I'm like, what is wrong with these people? Like, they're so emotionally stable. Like, I would have wrecked that place. Yeah. <laughs> like, how are you not screwed? Like, how are you just so, like, t- I, like, every time I look, I'm like, wow. I wish it was a better person. Like this she was is, so freaking crazy. So in that scene when she's like at the very end, she's like, "If you find anything of mine, just like put it to the side." And then oh my in God. my head, I what broke into song to the left. Oh. <laughs> my Beyonce oh. came out. Okay, because <laughs> when she said put it to the side, and I'm like, like you should have done your side piece. Like that's oh my, my anger coming God. out. Like, that's what I would have said. You know what I mean? Like, I would have said nothing cordial. Like, I'm a musical in my head, and you're angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, I would have been like, this is this is crazy. Uh, <laughs> but when Chase told Finn, I thought that was amazing. Like, I like that Finn saw right through <gasps> everything him. that he said. Mm-hmm. Um, but Finn's all about the truth. Okay, so this is really funny. So, like, Chase had Finn, and Carly had Sasha. And I actually wrote in my notes... Will Carly be Sasha's Finn? So dramatic, but she turned out to be. <laughs> and a bit better, because she sort of was like, good job, guys. But the thing is, like, I felt like the whole time Sasha was talking, I, I had to, I rewound it, because I thought it was so funny. It was like, she was saying one thing, but her eyes were, like, telling Carly something different. Like, her eyes were telling the truth. Like, the right? moment she said, he needed someone better than me. <laughs> she was really like <laughs> accentuating things. Her eyes were bugging out of her head. And I felt like we get it. You're talking in code. One that Carly can easily crack. And even when she threw in Diane, she's like, and Diane said, it was like Diane was like the big X marks the spot. So it was like, <laughs> no kidding, Carly figured it out. But I liked her workaround because I kept thinking like Carly can't keep that secret from Michael because that's a right. horrible secret to keep. And I didn't think that she would. So I loved her workaround of just don't say anything because I would have to tell him if you told me. So, and and when like she went to go see Chase after and he was all sad being like, I'm waiting to feel like I did the right thing because Finn was all about like, be honest with Willow, um, mm-hmm. get her back. It's her choice to make. Carly has a completely opposite <laughs> view. But I kept thinking, you should have spoken to Carly. And I just love that Sasha brought up what Carly said in hopes to make him feel better. Yes. Okay. So I love that she did that too. But when she, Sasha asked Chase to go and get something stronger. <gasps> Are you in my head? I'm so creeped out because when I was done talking, I said, oh yeah. And then like I stopped and I was like, do you think they're going to sleep together? But I asked in my head that. <laughs> I was because there. she asked for the drink. <laughs> yeah. And you were there. That's so crazy. You answered me. <laughs> yeah so I'm like oh great now they're really gonna do it that's messed up yeah but you know they deserve it at this point <laughs> well Sasha did get to sample him like a freebie and she wants more <laughs> <laughs> like I mean like your life sucks right now so right. I agree you know, okay fine they can do if, it <laughs> if everyone thinks you did it anyway true valid point yeah might as well live up to other people's expectations <laughs> this is all I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think I'm slutty, I might as well. <laughs> oh my gosh, Nell was 
like on fire this week. Like she's back. Oh my gosh. Like, she's, so, she's so calm and crazy. Like her approaching Willow to be like, girl, talk about things. <laughs> and like, I was like, what is the matter with you? Like she's so insane. It's like, because that's the thing. Like she doesn't have any friends. So she's sort of doing that Ava thing where you like go up to all the people that yes. because those are your only connections to try to talk to other humans. And then when she went up to Sasha and then when... Carly was coming out of the elevator. That was an amazing. Oh my god! What did like, she say? I love that. Oh my god! Something like, "Oh, I heard about what happened to Michael. Let's catch up later." Yes. <laughs> like, she's so crazy. <laughs> and oh my gosh! And then when she even came back to talk to Carly after she saw Michael, I was like staring. I feel like I was like Carly in that situation where I was like, because like Carly was trying to figure out what's your game. You know what I mean? Right? Like a lot of dealing with Nell is about practicing to be calm and to not respond and also trying to figure out what the hell she's trying to do. And Carly was just like, okay, because she wasn't doing anything major. You know what I mean? She was, she starts off by just narrating her day. This is my interaction <laughs> with Michael. This is what happened. And she's trying to make it relevant to Carly. Like you raised him. Are you happy with this? And I'm like, <laughs> so what weird. is going on in your mind right now where you would ask that question? Like, do you care how he treats me? You know the answer to this. So I thought the whole interaction was hilarious. And I'm like, like, are you really, are you just being crazy now? Or is part of you really trying to pull out the big sister in Carly? Because at the end of the day, she was fully mm. pulling in Ava. Ava tried doing that. And rather than just being like, looking at the negative side, which is you don't want to be on Carly's bad side. I think a lot of it is they want to be on her good side because they see how, how much she loves those she loves. And how much they love her and how far she's come. Like, think about it. They've all done really shady things, but Carly is a very respected member of Port Charles. Except by Monica, but still, right, it's, close. Right <laughs> it's close. When Nell went to go talk to Michael, at first I was like, is she actually going to have a normal conversation? But then she went like full-blown crazy with like, <laughs> you're going to give me the, all of the baby, like 90% of Wiley, <laughs> you'll get 10%. Is that okay? And I was just like, what is going on? So yeah, she was super funny this week. Oh my gosh, full-blown crazy. And then Sasha's a character witness. Okay, I was like, you don't have to be, right? Because if she's a character witness, <laughs> like, can't she just, like, she's still no. going to say nice stuff, right? So what are well, you going to yeah. just, he's great. Like, how is this going to help Nell? Well, that's why I thought it was so funny, because she's just next-level crazy this week, because exactly that. She can call her the character witness, but her lawyer will ask questions, and Michael's lawyer will ask questions, and she's going to answer them <laughs> honestly. I love it. I kind of wish, like, I could see a scene like that where you explain the law to Nell, and just have <laughs> you sit down with her at the net joke and be like, so your lawyer is going to ask your questions, but then Michael's lawyer is also going to ask her questions. You see how that might not go well? <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I feel like I remembered something, but I forgot. <laughs> it's I, like, mm-hmm. it's like about this. <laughs> it's about what we're talking about. <laughs> oh yeah, I liked cold Michael when he was like, I am better than you. And if I have anything to say about it, he'll never know you. It was really good. I liked it. Yes. <laughs> but... <laughs> Aside from how random that was. Okay, so something that's been bugging me is that Nell is insane, okay, as we know. And I'm just wondering, and I think we've said this before, why isn't anyone, like, recording their interactions? Because when she was interacting with Michael, I was like, is this not, like, an interaction that you would want to bring up in court? Is this not valid? And so I had, like, wrote it down, and 
like, this is what I wrote. For real? Don't interactions like this matter in court? No record anything? <laughs> well, I wrote, I wrote, <laughs> I wrote no, no record anything. And then Michael ends up mentioning it to Willow later, being like, what if she was recording that? And I'm like, okay, so that's like a thing you could do. So why is no one doing that? Well, what if there's a camera in the tree? <laughs> well, because I, I got scared. I got paranoid when Will was like, what if somebody saw us? I'm like, right? yeah, what if someone saw you guys beating a tree? Like, and calling it now. It's bad. First of all, I thought it was horrible just beating the tree alone. <laughs> I was like, it just looks weird. It and does. you're beating a tree. Why? Like, it would have been so awesome if they, like, went to the gym together and he got her to do the punching bag and he was holding it on the other side because that's like a whole bonding experience they're going yeah. somewhere together like that would have like amped up their relationship seriously aspect. you could slip and fall and make out it would be so many options oh oops, i fell on you yes exactly <laughs> um <laughs> oh speaking of oops i fell on you i was thinking oh, about God. this so when julian okay. and brooklyn had a scene i was like this is funny because brit is in boston right. and um then all of a sudden, Brooke is back in Julian's orbit. I know. And they have really great chemistry. So I am curious. And she's like threatening him again. It's that whole like antagonistic thing where right. I think they're going to end up sleeping together. Okay. That makes sense. Because I'm like, I'm not the only one. Because I mean, I know that there's like this thing with like Dustin and like a love triangle. But at the same time, why are you putting Brooklyn and Julian together in scenes if you're right? not going to sleep together? Yeah. That's I like, I, I'm sense. confused. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, we already talked about our favorite lines, Yeah, but there's something that I wanted to make me think of you and I think will make you laugh. Okay. So it's not a favorite line, but it's, I wrote Alexis Neal, blah, 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 don't care. Oh my God, were they all this week? It was just like a recap, like an end of their scene of like, <laughs> There Love you it. go. Merry Christmas. And, <laughs> thanks. And I have I have zero to say because I don't remember. <laughs> like I don't know what happened. <laughs> Nothing happened. That's the whole point. <laughs> oh wow. Again, we do not have TJ's memory. So. No. No, we do not. <laughs> oh, so on that note, everyone have a great weekend and we hope we remember how you spent it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>